Or are you listening to this podcast now? Settle in, grab a cuppa, it's all welcome. It's the Velasco Fitness Collective Podcast with James and Ellie. Hey team, welcome to another Velasco Fitness Collective podcast. Absolute chaos this time out. There are five people in on this particular podcast, so who knows what's going to happen. We are joined by Tash, M, and Steve, who are three of our members, three of our SID team. We figured it was probably about time that we actually started to do some meet the members. We've met a lot of the coaches. Thought it was about time that we got to know some of the people that train in our gym, train as part of our team, train in the box next to you when you're in the gym. So with that in mind, Steve, how are you? Hey, very well, thank you. Good. <laughs> We're very formal. Emma Clapp, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, I'm very well. I'm, I'm hoping that Benji is going to make at least one appearance so... on our podcast this evening. <laughs> Sonny is uh, fast asleep by my feet. So, oh. And Tash, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, good. how are you? I'm very, I'm, I'm very good. I'm, I'm a lot less flustered than you are after a <laughs> short notice shower so it's all good and obviously as always we're joined by ellie buck ellie how's your day been good productive uh long but i like productive days so we're all good nice did you notice i also gave you a slightly different question that's probably easier to answer today <laughs> yeah thanks for that because i appreciate it you're very welcome <laughs> Anybody that's listened to one of our podcasts up until now will know that we like to get warmed up with some simple Q&A. And actually, I think we're probably going to learn more about Steve, M and Tash in the next three or four minutes than we are in the rest of the whole podcast. So uh, we, will, uh, we will see. I'm going to start with M, one TV series that we should be watching right now. TV series? Yeah. Well, that's really hard because I'm actually struggling to find a good one at the moment. Um, oh, okay. This is a different one. Um, so on Netflix, there's a TV series called Innocent at the moment. Um, yeah. It's um, in Spanish, so it's subtitled, but it's amazing. Every episode is like gripping. It's a thriller, which I love. Um, a lot of people getting killed and so on. There's a lot of drugs and... <laughs> prostitutes there we go emma clapp ladies and gentlemen um, <laughs> not saying the same here uh okay tash cats Ooh. or dogs 100 percent dogs yeah controversial on the call it cats cats are a little bit um they'll be evil aren't they in their own little kind of like sadistic way like they pretend that they like you and then they get what they want and then they strike like when it's completely unexpected whereas dogs is just unconditional pure love and joy um so steve what were you doing just before you joined the call um <laughs> <laughs> Um, chasing a mouse around the flat that Lily bought me. <laughs> Lily being the cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a cat as opposed to a family member or partner. Um, oh, slightly different. <laughs> Steve, what's your go-to takeaway cuisine? Oh, um, in, can, I, can I pick more than one? <laughs> what like a starter no <laughs> yes but a starter main and dessert um i think it's got to be pizza i think restaurant of choice in bristol um m- most frequented is spitfire <laughs> or pizza place um bosco um beach holiday or active holiday Oh, a bit of both, really. I'm probably more so like beach holiday. Can I have a bit of both? No. <laughs> the game works. Either or. I love nothing more than lying on the beach and reading a book. But equally, now we've got Benji. And to be honest, we did this more like weekends away, like hiking up Snowdon and stuff. I love, love that. So 
Yes, I can do both. If I had to choose one, probably a beach holiday because my life's so manic, it's nice just to switch off for a week or two. Tash, what is your favourite functional fitness movement? Oh, um, probably dumbbell snatch. Okay, you're not the first person to have said that either. That's also Ella's favourite movement. Oh, is it? It is, yeah. That's a, that's a, a common one. I like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I do it like dumbbells. It really highly up your list, doesn't it, James? It does, yeah. It's in the top, top three or four, I reckon. Yeah. I'm going to ask Steve the same question. You, you're probably going to like think I'm weird for this, but I actually really like a thruster. Yeah, you're weird. Completely yeah. weird. Uh, it's not the first time we've had that one, though, either, bizarrely, because Stuart Jeans also said the same thing, I believe, if memory serves. Yeah, Stu loves a thruster. Most rewarding movement that you've learnt, Em? Oh, probably one of the gymnastics ones, because it's taken me so long. Um, so any of them really toast apart. <laughs> 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 Still okay. trying to learn a few. <laughs> um, Steve, books or films? Films. Easy. I mean, I'd, I'd like to like books more, but yeah. I just don't make time for it. <laughs> so I'm more of a podcast person and I love a good film. Yeah. And once you've watched the film, it's kind of spoiled the book anyway, so why bother read it? <laughs> <laughs> what, this, this one's for the three of you. What are you most looking forward to in 2021? Getting into Sid, obviously. Nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i'm the same like i'm looking forward to progressing with our like programming and PTing and doing the comp training it's fun and then um we've obviously got hopefully sid in november and then um tash and i are also doing the pairs in september so i think i'd have to go on the same lines really well i'm assuming we're following the trend of fitness so uh so yes me james and carl we've got um Chelton in a couple of weeks which be good fun 18 months waiting <laughs> since we last went, so that'd be good. And then James, me and you are doing pairs in September, aren't we? And then the oh. big crescendo in uh, in November with, um, yeah, yeah. Sid Orleans. A lot's coming up. I don't know if we've mentioned, but we're actually going back to Cheltenham as defending champions as well. I'm not sure if we've... You haven't that. mentioned it, no. Not, not <laughs> um, Tash, what was your favourite moment of 2020? Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Again, it's it's all to do with this. Oh, this is how sad my life is. It just revolves around the gym. But that's not sad. Um, it was when we came out of lockdown and I could go back to the gym because that was like revolutionary in my mind. I was like, I'm free. I can get out. Um, so that was really good. Um, and seeing family because I did have a period because my family don't live in Bristol and there was a long, long time that I just didn't see them. So going back and seeing them, so that was that was nice. But yeah, just oh, lockdown kind of just dampened everything. So anything where that was sort of coming out of and, and doing more things, I think that was quite quite a nice time. I think big final question to the three of you. If your only mode of transport could be a giraffe or a donkey, <laughs> what would it be and why? I'm going to go with giraffe. Um, I feel like you could hang on wait wait before you justify oh. why okay because you might change the opinion of somebody that's about to answer and we can't risk that so <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Tash okay. uh mine uh is also a giraffe sorry Jane I feel like I should say donkey because I feel like a lot of wise people travel on donkeys giraffe just makes so much more sense it's just so much more accessible <laughs> So what's your final answer, Steve? Oh, giraffe. Please, please, please. I rest my face. Wow. Okay, well. Have I disagreed with James? You are, yeah. You might have just darkened the mood for the rest of the podcast, given that. No, so I can can appreciate that my opinion isn't always correct. In this case, it is. And I'm just (laughs) surrounded by people that are wrong, but we'll go with that. Okay, cool. So slightly longer Q&A, seeing as we've got the three of you on, but nice little insight into what Emma's watching on telly, at least. <laughs> so, I wish in, I the, 
in the vein of meeting the members and getting to know the people that we train with and the people that we see in and around the gym, I guess let's start with a little bit of a two-minute overview for kind of each of you, really. So who you are, a little bit about you, what's maybe going on in your life at the moment. Um, we'll get on to the more fitness-related things in a minute, so feel free to share on a level that you're comfortable with as much kind of personally about you and your life as you wish. And uh, I think let's start with Tash. <laughs> so I'm Tash. Um, moved to Bristol about four or five years ago. Um, originally from Gloucester, sort of went to Union Wales. Um, I, majority of my time, spend my time as a lawyer. Um, so it's just a lot of reading and litigation and a bit boring um to say the least but they're quite quite a stressful job actually I mean I say it's boring it's not it, it keeps me on my toes so um it's quite a yeah it's quite quite stressful can be quite intense at times yeah when I'm not there I try and spend my time kind of just counter that countering that and doing things that I enjoy as much as possible which obviously includes the gym Em, right. um, what about you? What's going on with you at the moment? Who are you? I'm Emma. Um, I moved to Bristol, I think it was three or four years ago. Um, so originally from Taunton, um, went to Union Plymouth. I've lived in Bath for a few years, which I loved, but it was a bit quiet. So moved to Bristol, but I'm really happy here. Um, I'm a marketing manager for Yankee Candle. Uh, which I love. So I've been doing that for two years now, but always been doing marketing. Um, yeah, what else do I like to do? I have a dog called Benji, who I'm obsessed with. I absolutely love him. I don't know what life was like before him. Um, <laughs> that's what I do in my spare time, CrossFit and Benji. Um, what, what else do I like to do apart from CrossFit? Um, yeah, just enjoy the countryside, long walks. That's my kind of thing. Love going to the beach. Um, nice. Yeah. And last but not least, Steve Jones. Steve Jones. Um, so, yeah, I'm Steve, um, born and bred in uh, a little town called Exmouth in Devon. Um, then moved to Exeter for a couple of years before moving here to Bristol um, about two and a half years ago. I think I'll probably have a bit of a city boy at heart, really. Uh, work, I suppose, takes up um, a, lot, a lot of my time. Um, so when I'm not at the gym um, and not on work, Normally, just uh, hanging out with um, with friends or Annie, or yeah, just watching movies, eating out, general sort of thing, really. So, um, and, well, chasing mice around the flat as well, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think that's that's me really. Live a pretty relatively um, simple, simple life, and yeah, just like to try and enjoy the the simple things in life. Nice. So, I'm gonna <clears throat> make the assumption that you probably all got into fitness in a slightly different way. Obviously, you're all from very different places. I'm sure your backgrounds through things like school and, and uni and so on probably led you down different paths and in different ways. How, how did you guys all come to find fitness, whether that was just generally when you were a bit younger, whether that was when you came to Bristol and, and found Valesco? What, what sort of routes did you guys take to get here? I actually, um, I used to play a lot of football. Um, so yeah, not, not to a high standard rhythm, just probably played like five or six times a week. Um, and then I um, tore my ACL meniscus um, and that was kind of the end of that. And very weirdly, I could never get back to football, like in a weird sports psychology kind of way. Um, tried playing and I could just, just couldn't do it. Um, so I thought it'd be a good idea to start playing rugby <laughs> instead. <laughs> funny enough, that was absolutely fine. So it's, uh, it's funny how the mind works, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I mean, I've always been quite active. Um, used to enjoy doing a lot of, um, like, just I suppose, well, winter sports, so snowboarding and kite surfing in the summer, stuff like that. Um, and then when I was playing rugby, um, one of the physios there, um, she just said that one of her friends was um, opening up um, a, a CrossFit gym or a new gym doing this thing called CrossFit. I was like, oh, what's that? It sounds cool. So I went to check it out. This is back in Exeter. And um, yeah, just, um, well, sound cliche, but fell in love with it and never looked back, really. So that was about four years ago. And um, yeah, and, and here I am. So yeah, just, just love, love being active and that fits the bill. Nice. Was that CrossFit Pie? Is that the, the CrossFit gym that you found? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I um, have grown up 
loving sports. So um, I think my dad wished that he had a boy. So, <laughs> um, I got into football um, and swimming when I was like five, six years old. Um, I played uh, football for like 12 years and swam um, like 10 years competitively. Um, used to do a lot of athletics as well. Um, so like the 100 meters and 200 meters and then got to uni and did it throughout uni um, and a bit of hockey as well. And kind of finished uni and was like, right, what do I do now? <laughs> um, work kind of took over and I thought, okay, I'll, I'll do the gym. That seems to be what a lot of people do um, and kind of stopped playing sports and so on. Um, and then just, just wasn't loving it. I missed that like competitive side and team element. Um, and it wasn't until, I think it was three years ago now um, that I found Valesco. Um, it was actually my boyfriend that said, I think you'd enjoy CrossFit, uh, which is famous last words by him. Cause now he says that I'm more obsessed to, um, with it than him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, same, joined Valesco and didn't, never looked back. Um, yeah, love it. Tash, how about you? Yeah, so I have always done sports. So I did gymnastics, acro-gymnastics, from probably around the age of three or four. It was really, really young. I, I started and did that for 10 years and sort of competed at a, a national level and got into sort of, um, you know, British championships. So was sort of thrown in doing um, competitions quite young and just was addicted, loved it. Um, and acro gymnastics is uh, in a team as well as doing it individually um, so just like team sport then went to school took on netball and then loved netball played for my county for a number of years went to uni again joined the netball team played for them throughout uni loved it and similar to Emma sort of come out of uni where it takes over um, but if I don't do some form of fitness something that just doesn't feel right so I, I've always sort of either tried running or um again sort of outside netball clubs um join gyms and nothing really has felt you know when you just kind of get slightly addicted to something which probably doesn't sound too healthy but in, a, in the most helpful <laughs> healthy way possible um I when I lived in Cardiff um I think it was just after uni actually I joined Dragon CrossFit and absolutely loved it, but moved to Swindon for a short period. Mm -hmm. I did find that, yeah, we, we don't talk about that period of my life. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was, that was short-lived. I realised social life died, so moved quite quickly. But anyway, <laughs> so didn't, ha didn't have a box. So then tried again, different things, but didn't love it. And then... Um, moved to Bristol and it was a friend in work who said oh well, I, I train at uh, this box just down the road which was Valesco and that was around about uh, three years ago spookily you know I'm a joint around about the same time and again it was just I've, I've always enjoyed sports that sort of push you to your limit and um, again like going to the gym and doing it on my own I didn't really find that I sort of had PTs that would push me but again because you're doing it on your own it's not quite the same and then yeah join crossfit and never look back really so a bit of an underlying theme in terms of you know historically playing team sports obviously coming from a, a bit of a, a sports bred background and maybe missing the like competitive slash team aspect of things steve is that similar for you what's what would you say the reason that you train is at the moment what's your like what's your why for training um I just, I just love the challenge. Um, I think um, like training in the gym, um, being around like like-minded people that like share similar values and goals. I mean, that, I think that's like really really important. Um, just to you know have that have that surrounding, and if that's what what you enjoy and you have that around you as well, then you get even more enjoyment out of it. Um, so I just I just love to continue to challenge myself. Um, I love the process, um, and I don't, I don't know. Just I think it just is there's a big carryover for me like the other aspects of life as well um so you know whether you've got like big challenges with work or just other things going on in your life sometimes <laughs> at the end of workouts you, you do feel if, if I can put myself through that I can put myself through <laughs> yeah, right. so it's um I don't know I just, I just love that feeling at the end of the workout where you know you've like you've just given it 110 percent and it's just another aspect of your life that, that I can do that in and that I just anything that I do I like to fully commit myself to it and um yeah, just, just the process. That's cool. 
it's, I'm, I'm quite interested to hear the difference between, I guess, up until this point, or, or at least up until recently, Tash and M. I know you guys have been probably predominantly class-based members, and Steve, you've been predominantly open gym only. I think it would be really interesting to hear the two perspectives of, I guess, what you guys get from both environments and we'll come on to in a little bit um, and Tash the kind of the, the gradual change that's happening at the moment with you guys in open gym and with Sid training and stuff like that I think historically what is it about the classes or, or a CrossFit gym or functional fitness that this kind of helps you guys like you, you talked about struggling to find that thing that made you obsessed again what was it about coming to a, a you know a CrossFit gym and a, and a CrossFit box that kind of made you find that i think it's it's not just about fitness it's it's the community i think you get such a buzz from kind of everyone else there um that it really makes the session i think you can go to a class and feel really crap from your day or stressed or whatever it might be and then you instantly feel better afterwards or even within five minutes to be honest um so i think the people make it and it has that competitive, well, I think I, in my head I'm competitive, so I'm making it competitive, but you're being pushed alongside whoever you're working kind of alongside um, in the workout. So it pushes you kind of that extra mile. Um, and even if I'm to go there and think, oh, have an easy session today, it never happens because you always, <laughs> you always want to push yourself that extra bit more. Um, but I think it's that, it's that nice like community aspect and having like everyone doing it that, that makes the classes. I don't know what you're going to say, Tash. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's definitely that to it. And I think that's what keeps me, that's why I love it so much now. Absolutely the, the community. Um, and I think when I initially was starting, it was um, looking at a workout or knowing what that was and, and thinking in my head, there's absolutely no way in hell I'm going to get halfway through that. That's going to, that is going to kill me in every single way. And then doing it and then getting past in your head that point where you thought you were going to fail, keeping going and then getting to the end. And it's just elation and it's just, mm. it feels amazing. Um, and it's just that constant surprising and pushing of yourself and thinking, oh, I can't do this, but you actually physically do. And that I think for me is quite addictive. And it's just that I, I can keep doing this. I can get better. I can keep progressing. Um, and yeah, I like, like Em, like working out together and sort of seeing your progress. I think it's, I think it, it is another element that I think makes it really enjoyable. Wicked. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Steve, what's the, what, what's the open gym perspective? What's the, I guess, first of all, when I'm talking about open gym, for those that might not know what I mean, what do I mean by open gym? And secondly, I guess my, my question for you is maybe more along the lines of how do you keep yourself accountable to not necessarily going, because obviously, you know, you go because you enjoy it. You've already talked about why you train, but maybe how you keep yourself accountable for working on the stuff that you need to, for making sure that your training is well-rounded, for making sure that you're working on the things that you enjoy, as well as the stuff that you need to work on. Like what, what, how does that look for you? Yeah, I think, um, I think how do you keep yourself accountable? Discipline, I suppose. Um, I guess I'm, I'm quite fortunate that I can be like quite, maybe, maybe it's OCD, maybe it's discipline. But as long as I have a structure, like I know that's the time of day that I'm going to go. And this is what I'm going to get done. Um, so like I think me and Ellie have spoken about this before as well, where if you have someone that that programs for you, if, if I just like program for myself, I would just do the stuff I enjoy all the time. So have it, you, you only get better right, by doing the things that, that you need to improve on. Um, so if you have someone that programs for you, which um, which I'm fortunate to have, um, I'm always like doing the stuff that I need to work on. And sometimes I do I do look at that and like like um, like Tasha said, sometimes I think, how the hell am I going to like get through that? Or like, I, I can't do an unbroken set of that. But you're like, well, that's what's on paper. So I'm just going to give it a go. And most of the time, you just really surprise yourself. Um, so, yeah, I think from an open gym perspective, it's, um, yeah, just I know that's what I'm going to turn up and, and that's what I go and do. But but from that as well, it's, I don't know, it's, it's just fun to, 
just just be in that environment with everyone else doing a class as well and um, ultimately we're all going through like everyone in that box is going through a similar thing at the same time putting themselves through the same pain or like going through like a new pb or something like that and just no matter who it is whether it's you or one of your mates or you just see someone in class that you've probably like never spoken to before but you like a familiar face like you still like when they go through that workout you can see how hard they've worked or they've hit that lift like I think you just feel the same for them as you like as you do for yourself as well so I think it's just something like quite special and unique about CrossFit and, and to be honest specifically Valesco I think it's like it's got a very very special community yeah you, you it's a really interesting point actually because you you've touched on something that I don't think is given a spotlight necessarily quite so much but actually the the relevance of the class being present even while you're in open gym doing something completely different and probably vice versa I think you know if I'm in open gym when there's a class on versus being in open gym when I'm you know one of the only people in the gym even though people are doing a completely different workout they're you know not doing anything that I'm doing they're all together and I'm doing my own thing actually the the, the way that feeds to you know Em and Tasha's point the way that feeds the environment in the gym and just the feeling of of being in there actually is really important I think it's easy to underestimate the impact that you can have on all the others around you, even when you're not intending to. I think it's a really, really valid point. Do you, um, do you just decide what you want to work on in, in open gym on the day or do you have a bit of a plan in place or how, how does that work for you, Steve? No, so I have like, I said, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have some program for me. Um, so like we have a catch up um, like every, um, every three weeks or so. Um, so I know like what I'm doing and I, I do go over like my program like days in advance. And so like, uh, I can, I sort of think about it. Yeah. I'm quite sad. I'll probably think about it when I'm going to sleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> but James, don't tell me you don't do that either. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing until I walk through the doors, mate. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> you follow the YOLO program. Don't you? I do. Yeah. James has YOLO program. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I know what I'm doing ahead of time and that helps me sort of like mentally, like mentally prepare for what I'm going to do. And then when I tell you know, that's just sort of like my time for, for me. Um, so yeah, just, just get on with it. It's structured. So I know how I want to warm up and yeah, just, just work through it. So um, yeah, that's, that's, how I, that's how I attack it. Nice. Thanks, Steve. Oh, I guess that's, that's quite a nice segue into kind of asking Em and Tash, obviously as historic class goes, and I know you guys are still going to some classes, um, and we had a conversation quite some time ago. I think it was probably just before the first lockdown, actually, about you guys saying that you're interested in um, looking at focusing on specific things, maybe looking at some PT and, and some programming. Um, and I guess it would be interesting to find out from both your individual perspectives what what it was or that led you to wanting to, I guess, take it to the next level, because that's ultimately what we're talking about, isn't it? We're talking about taking it from the class level to actually be able to focus more specifically on you guys and what you can do as athletes we're all athletes but competitive athletes as opposed to people who come to the gym for health and well-being and to stay nice and fit so what what was it for you guys that kind of led you to wanting to take the next step I guess for me, um, and I don't know if this will be the same with them, um, it was just sort of seeing seeing how I was progressing, um, being able to sort of RX the classes and wanting to take it to the next level, but also seeing, you know, the likes of you and, and um, those that compete at a certain level, hitting lifts and, and doing that sort of workout and thinking I want to be able to do that um, I think it just comes back comes back down to just loving that sort of competitiveness of the of any sport really and um, I, I did a few of the scale it ups and again like the first one I did that that kind of cemented my sort of want to push towards comp training and wanting to be able to learn all the gymnastics and and wanting to be able to sort of do that really well and, and feel comfortable doing it and knowing that that would take a lot of work and, and sort of wanting to, to achieve it and feel that satisfaction. Um, but also because <laughs> I expect most people know B and M train quite a lot together. And um, yeah, I think when you've got somebody that you train with and you're pushing for the same thing and you're encouraging each other again, it just kind of makes it, you know, 
all the more kind of exciting and, and you just want to be able to achieve things. So, yeah, I think that's probably the, the reason why I wanted to get into to comp training and try and achieve the standards. It was just sort of to better myself and get into sort of more comps and do that competitive nature. Exactly the same. Like you um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I, I would see kind of the comp training and think, oh, I, I want to get there. And um, definitely like the competitive sides of me wanted to do competitions. And I think I almost felt like I was in my comfort zone in a class. Like it was obviously pushing me to a level, um, but I, I would be able to RX most of the workouts. So felt like the the only way to grow would be to kind of step out of my comfort zone and work on my weaknesses which um I think when you're in a class you kind of get to pick and choose which days you want to go and sometimes you can choose like oh I enjoy doing squats or deadlifts or whatever and you just do those classes where I think I just needed to work on um some other areas that I'm not so good at um so yeah that's kind of why I wanted to to push myself to the next level nice so um you guys have been programming for we're in week three i think mm-hmm. and yeah. um, we've done done a few pt sessions how and actually you came to we'll we'll, we'll go into what sid is because i think probably people listening i don't want to know a little bit more about it and you but you came to the first SID training session last thursday just give us a an overview of how the last kind of three weeks having gone from being purely class-based to I guess predominantly programming and PT and kind of the more competitive style of training <laughs> but in a good <laughs> <laughs> don't want to scare anyone off um, <laughs> politely no pressure girls at the weekend um, <laughs> No, it's um it, it's just it's like I was saying it's like it's out of our comfort zone and it's doing things that like are our weaknesses so it's going to require like more effort um and to step it up a notch I guess to get to that level so it, yeah it's been intense um the past few weeks but good like I've absolutely loved every session um I get those like the big endorphins because I think glasses and stuff you kind of you get it still and there's a buzz after it but each kind of programming and being able to see progress um even like after a few weeks is amazing um after yeah not so many sessions so yeah it's been good and the SID training (laughs) Tash and I um stood at the back to begin with and I think I said to you earlier today Tash said to me she's like I feel like I've got imposter syndrome um (laughs) I felt completely out of my depth and I know Tash would echo that too um but once you get going I think everyone is so lovely and welcoming and even though we're kind of at the bottom of the class now maybe not as experienced as everyone else um you're not made to feel like that at all um and it just pushes us I think the only way you can get better as a person is working with people that are better than you um so yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, felt felt intense, um, slightly broken afterwards, but absolutely loved it. <laughs> yeah, I would I would agree. It's physically a lot more demanding. There's you know the the time we're training is longer. The things that we're doing, the strength work we're doing is significantly more than what we would do in a class. Um, and and also. Whereas in a in a class, like Emma said, we're in our comfort zone. You, you've got that confidence, you know you can do it. And I think not only is it physically challenging, but I think it's also, um, it, it challenges sort of how you think about it. And, and if you're not, if you're not mastering something, you know, have you got the ability to, to push yourself and keep going and keep positive and, you know, you're challenging yourself in terms of wanting to push yourself forward. Um, when things are so much harder than you know what you're used to and how it's comfortable so it's physically more challenging also mentally more challenging and and if if you can then overcome that and keep going and keep progressing you know like i said we're 
we're already seeing sort of the the benefits of it but it's about sort of maintaining it and then just seeing where it goes so yeah it's it's definitely what we thought it was going to be it's definitely <laughs> very hard but i think if if we maintain it i think we're going to start seeing some really good results and that in itself is then going to keep us going because that's what we, we you know we, we want to see and want to do so yeah it's uh hard <laughs> it's interesting the the credit you've given the mental test of something like that as well i think it's easy to focus on the physical challenges but actually you know we 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 spoke about it on a podcast a couple of weeks ago with Ella and, and um, you've mentioned it again, you know, the idea of imposter syndrome and making yourself uncomfortable. I think it's, there's definite challenges that come with that. And I don't think that ever necessarily goes away. I just think it changes in, in gravity. Steve, what was, as, as somebody then that's been to Sid, used to that, I guess, competitive level of training, how it'd be interesting to hear from your perspective, how you found, because I, I, Turning up on Thursday, I found really interesting personally in, in how I felt and how quickly I settled in and, and whether or not I was initially comfortable. Things, you know, a couple of different perspectives from myself on Thursday, but it'd be really interesting to hear yours. Yeah, I think um same. I mean, one thing for me is that um you know I've I've stopped doing so I always used to do even though I was like doing open gym, I did like comp training on a Sunday with everyone as well, which I always used to really enjoy, but I took, I've taken a step away from that for a while, I'm just like, but I'm sort of like nursing an injury. So it was like my first one, like con training back and training together and just like doing sort of team training. And I've, I forgot how much I missed it. <laughs> um, and it was, it was, yeah, it was just so much fun to it. And I can't wait to, to do it again like Thursday as well. But it was, um, yeah, I definitely learned a few things, like reminded myself of a few things about myself. Um, and it's, I don't know, like when you're doing a team, like you do, it's that thing you don't want to let other people down that you're in a team with. And the whole, your mind, um, your mind gives up before your body, right? So like, when, we, when we were doing that power clean ladder, and like, we were talking about like strategy with Stuart, was like, right, what are we going to do touch and go? When we get to the heavier bars, how many do you want to do? What, how are we going to split it? And I mean, two things really. One, that's zoom around the window. So we probably need to work on that because you should probably like stick to a strategy <laughs> and not like throw you on the teammate off. Um, but like, interestingly, it's, I mean, that's what training is for because all of a sudden you realize you could touch and go like heavier than you thought you were going to, or you thought you were only going to do like four reps, but then you actually ended up doing like six or seven. And then you start to like realize like what you, what you actually are capable of. And it is largely a mental battle. Uh, but also just like seeing everyone else and the effort they put into it as well. It's just um, just that environment just makes you want to just makes you want to be better and try harder. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I like I I shout it at people in classes all the time. Like you're more capable than you think you are, or like grab the bar before you think you're ready. But realistically, you're not going to fail the next set of five power cleans that you're going to do. But the story that you're telling yourself is that you're not ready to pick it up quite yet. And you know, guaranteed, if you just grab the bar and did the reps, you you'd be fine but it's overcoming that mental like inertia and it was really there was a point on Thursday which I was quite surprised about where I I kind of I don't know I, I just kind of took stock at the moment and just kind of realized how many people were there and I consider myself quite comfortable I, I, like I knew everybody that was there and even then there was a moment that kind of caught me a little bit off guard where I found myself kind of thinking oh hang on a minute there's there's quite a lot of people here like this is going to be it's going to be interesting to kind of regather yourself and kind of compose yourself and challenge yourself to realign where you're at and, and dig in and, and kind of get going. So yeah, I find it really interesting. Um, James, just for people who are listening, who might not, we keep saying Sid, but we don't haven't actually really got into um, what Sid is. And as somebody who um, has obviously done a competition before and was a keen driver behind getting it kind of up and rolling this year, do you want to just, explain what SID is, what happened the last time round and um, why we're putting ourselves in through all this again. No, so SID stands for Strength in Depth, which is a competition umbrella brand, I guess. They've got a couple of competitions under the umbrella of Strength in Depth. So you heard us talking earlier on, um, Tash and M are doing SID pairs or Strength in Depth pairs which is September time, I think. Me and Steve are also doing Sid pairs. They have 
an official CrossFit sanctioned or well it was last year I don't think it is this year level competition where the real elites of the CrossFit world come over to London and compete in the XL Centre but they also have and this is the relevance of, of how we're talking about it they also have a 12 person um, strength in depth origins competition which takes place in November it's teams of 12 it's very specifically made up so it's something like seven seven oh, males five girls yeah. is that right? yes. seven males five females you have to have an athlete that's over 40 you have to have another athlete that's over 35 um, so it's a very structured team and it's one I, I really like that because it means the team is nice and diverse you, you end up playing to your strengths the events are very diverse and you know for instance last year there was an event in the swimming pool there was an event on the running track there was a one rep max lifting event there was an event that involved a lot of gymnastics there was an event that involved you splitting up large amounts of reps across four or five different movements in a way that was best suited to your team being subdivided into fours so it, it come it becomes quite strategic and i think that's important to remember. I think one of the things that I was reflecting on after Thursday was it's very easy to feel like your performance is judged in a very individual way and everybody has to be on the same level for the same thing. But last Thursday was a, a heavy barbell workout or a, a barbell workout that gradually got heavier. There'll be people that would have excelled at that and there'll be people that would have struggled at that. But the, the people that excelled at that may not be quite as strong in another type of event and vice versa the people that were not as strong at the clean ladder might not as be you know might not be as strong in a in a running workout or a swimming workout or something with higher reps so actually how you support yourself and support your team really comes out in in SID origins probably more than a lot of other competitive environments as well and I think that is what we saw last time we qualified so in 2019 I think after the qualifiers which start in i mean officially start in what six days we qualified what do we qualify like mid 70s something like that or, or high 60s um yeah, 60s i think you know in theory the top let's say 70 teams go if you're qualifying 65th call you're the 65th best team going to sid but actually what we saw from months of training together and preparing for it and knowing each other like we went into that competition where we knew the ins and outs of all our other athletes who excelled where you know we thought about the events ahead of time we we structured things intelligently and actually we ended up finishing something like 30th which is like a a, a little old team from bristol against some of the teams that were there was amazing and even if we'd finished like absolute rock bottom it was such a good weekend that I would do it all over again and finish last like every time. It was so good. The build up to it, the training together, the sense of, you know, team mentality, the workouts, the weekend. Um, so yeah, that in a nutshell is what Sid is. I do remember when, when we were there, it was um, like at the end of the event, the first thing we all did, we always, we always just like ran together and like had a huddle, didn't we? And like, I just, I just remember, like, we constantly had cameras in our face. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I even just because I think of, like, just the camaraderie we had. Um, and I really think, like, I'm a bit biased probably, but I actually do think that that was noticed because we there was no criticism to, like, any, like you said, everyone's got their strengths and weaknesses. There's no criticism to anyone all weekend. Um, and I, th I think you even said, like, uh, the MCs that over the tannoy, like, after, after one event, like, just, like, look out. And look how excited um, Team Valesco are, or you know, something, something like that. It was, and for me, it was an incredible experience. Like walking out, like onto that floor with the with the drummers and the music, and like everyone shouting. Yeah. But the actual, just the team camaraderie, and like we were all absolutely buzzing after the first day. And we were like, we couldn't wait to come back the second day, and yeah. and that's really like what, what it's all about. Yeah, it was. Um, I was having a similar conversation with Em and Tash. Um, earlier on and saying that actually part of the reason or probably the biggest single reason that we all had such a good time at SID was everybody put the work in in the lead up to the competition everyone turned up to as many training sessions as they could everyone gave it 110 percent so when we turned up we could just we could just let loose we just we played to our strengths we enjoyed the workouts I think because 
because of where we went into the competition, we had nothing to lose. We, you know, we go to enjoy it. We go to challenge ourselves and see how we get on as a team. But there's never any pressure to do better or win stuff or anything like that. It's just about kind of going and having and having fun. Um, and I think that was that was certainly the thing that I I enjoyed the most. Um, as there's two of you who have been and two of you who have not, I know ask you individually who. Sorry, what are you looking forward to most? about Sid and that can be the process the competition or something very very specific and I'm going to ask the guys who haven't done it so the girls who haven't done it yet first what you're most looking forward to I'm looking forward to the process I think in terms of my own development I think i looking at kind of where I am now to hopefully where I am kind of later this year I hope I see kind of a massive progression in that sense but I think the main thing for me is, like you were saying, Steve, like that feeling that you get um, working out together. I think obviously the event itself will be next level, but even feeling it kind of in training last Thursday, that that was amazing. And I think I'm, I'm just looking forward to doing that kind of the lead up to it. Um, yeah, that, that kind of feeling, not even like where you position on the day um, and where you come as a team. I think it's just doing it as a team. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good feeling. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm exactly the same. <laughs> of course I am. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing the progression, um, pushing myself and seeing what I can achieve. Um, but I love when you work as a team and you've worked hard and it all comes together um and i think it's kind of that growing process as well you get to know each other really really well um and when someone does well you're you're just as happy for them as you are if you do well and just the encouragement so you know going to that event and you know if if, even if you know as we say we may not come anywhere near the top but knowing that you know, you've worked with someone, you know what their ability is, and th- if they've absolutely smashed it, and it's just going to be complete elation again, it's it, that feeling is, yeah, it doesn't come, it doesn't happen often. So when you do get that, it's pretty special. So yeah, there's a couple of things, but very similar to Emma. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Steve, how about you? I think just um, the process. Um, I was just copying what you said, but yeah, just just the process, like leading up to it. I think and. Um, just train, training together with everyone and then on the actual event, just, yeah, just the camaraderie again. Um, and it was, you know, done like quite a few sort of like box competitions and, and stuff like that. But like I said, just like when, when you're walking out, like when, when you're just like standing there, like lining up, ready to go out and you're seeing everyone else finish the, like the heat for you and you're queuing up and then just it's the, those drums that start playing as you're like walking out, you can't not have a smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> just like knowing that you're going out there with like with a load of mates that you've all been like you've all been training for this for the past few months you're all there for the exact same thing and you just know that you're gonna you're just gonna like throw everything you got at it with and everyone else is gonna do the exact same thing so yeah just just that feeling of camaraderie I think it's um it's really cool yeah, and yeah I'm really looking forward to it nice. last but not least James the two things I think the potential of the, the idea that anybody there can do well and perform highly, it just depends on how hard you want to work. Like knowing that I can do something that I enjoy, like working out with a load of my mates and we can finish as high up the leaderboard as we want to finish. We've all just got to work super hard and we know that we're all going to work as hard as we can and that we've got each other's backs. That like... That, that competitive aspect of it but also I think leaving Sid with new mates which might sound a bit of a weird thing but there's people in our Sid team now that I know at the back of my hand and there's people that I really don't know a lot about and it was the same in 2019 like Kyle like me Steve and Kyle now arguably like thick as thieves but literally we didn't know kyle until sid like it was it was sid that introduced us to kyle and even then like me and steve barely knew each other at that point and i'm like absolutely convinced that it was the sid weekend 
you know, think of everybody that was there in 2019, the relationship I had with them going into Sid and the relationship I had with them leaving Sid was very, very different for every single person that was there. And that competitive environment where everybody's got your back, you know, you've got everybody else's, you have loads of fun, you push your absolute limits, you like win together, you fail together and you come away with just a good group of people. I think that's probably the the thing that I took from 2019 and that I'll take from this year as well. What about you? Ooh, you um, were there. <laughs> no, I was. Um, oh, my favorite thing. I mean, I love, I love the whole, I love the whole process. Um, we wouldn't be doing it again if it wasn't a process that was fun and enjoyable for everybody, because as much as we all love staying fit and doing what we do, if the, if the process wasn't enjoyable, it's the, the apple at the end of it isn't, the reward isn't big enough. Um, I think the, the biggest thing for me is seeing, is seeing people build each other up and just seeing how powerful that is that when you're in a team that work well together, you support each other, you kind of, you're all in it together and, and just seeing the impact of that and how that actually helps build people up and gives them confidence and actually helps develop them as an athlete beyond the, the limitations they apply to themselves. And I think that happened quite a lot in 2019. And even though we've only had one, one training session so far, I can see it happening already. And I can see, I can see how good the team's going to be in terms of support and teamwork and just, being there for each other. And I think that's something that, that always makes me, that gives me great pleasure. And it's it's something that Thursday for me was, it was a really, really great start to what I think is going to be a really, really awesome <coughs> training season. Wicked. Yeah, I'd agree. And I think it's probably important to mention as well, like this this particular conversation has, has gone the way of strength and depth and the transition from, kind of class to, to competitor almost but I think it's everything that we're describing I think that's why class-based functional fitness is as popular as it is and I think if you a lot of the stuff that we're talking about and a lot of the stuff that I see when I coach a good class or I come away from a class feeling really really good about how the class interacted or how the class left feeling it's often ones where they have encouraged each other They've all pushed each other. There's been a little bit of competition with the people either side of you or somebody that you know is in an earlier class. There's not been too much pressure put on yourselves. You've had a bit of fun and you've all left feeling like it's been a really good hour. And I think that mentality, whether you're walking onto the competition floor at strength and depth with, you know, 150, 200 other athletes or whether you are rocking up to the 6.30 Thursday a.m., class i think it holds holds water regardless of the scenario so although this might sound a little bit kind of niche and competitive focused actually everything we're talking about is relevant right the way through from a you know a, a class at, at Velasco right the way through to walking out on the competition floor so it's definitely worth kind of reflecting and bearing that that in mind you know the, the impact you can have on the people around you even in a class is is significant I guess my last question for maybe for Emma and Tash and I'll ask Steve as well, but again, I think we'll get a different perspective. Have you guys, and if you haven't, that's fine. Have you guys got a specific goal for the, for the SID process? Is there a, a particular thing that you want to come out of it having achieved or is there a, you know, any part of the process that you want to look a particular way? Have you guys set yourselves a goal or not? Um, for me, not a specific goal. Um, I think I just want to be able to say that I've done, I've worked hard and I've done the best I can. And I want to be able to say I've contributed and put that forward. And yeah, just sort of, if I can say that I've, I've put the time in, I've given it my all and I've done the best I can. And that then goes towards something then that in itself, I think, would be amazing. Um, so it's not a specific goal like, you know, definitely be picked or I definitely want to be able to lift a certain weight or do something in a certain time. Um, it's more just 
I want to do the best I can and I want to be able to develop and really push myself and see that growth and have that contribute if if at all <laughs> that would be nice. amazing I love that and I'm, I actually I do want to call something out because I commented on Thursday night literally if I think back like maybe three weeks ago maybe a month we were having conversations in open gym about <laughs> and you were trying to crack them and then Thursday out of absolutely nowhere I turn around and you're stringing together sets of unbroken toaster bars so I mean, <laughs> if there was a specific goal to have and a, a, a thing to highlight as part of this process real nice example something you couldn't do something you started working on in open gym in your own time putting a bit of a focus on and then all of a sudden turn up at comp training smashing out a toaster bar so <laughs> it is it's weird and I think it's just, I think that the team environment gives you that additional push as well even though you have to know that you can do it but it, there's something there is just something with training with people and knowing that there is an end goal and, and doing your best it just gives you that, that added push yeah. but yeah and I think that that again is an addition to just the last few weeks of just training slightly differently and pushing being pushed a lot more than what we would be in class and that what we were saying earlier is that we can see ourselves progressing even though it's been a really small period of time um that's that I could definitely see it and I think Em can definitely see it so and that's you know it's only been a couple of weeks so that's why I'm quite excited I'm like oh okay let's see what let's see what else yeah right <laughs> nice Em oh, I'm exactly the same shot Cara um <laughs> I think Probably some specific goals in there, like I'd love to um, feel confident being able to do kind of snatch and um, handstand push-ups, probably the two for me. Um, but aside from that, I think just enjoying the process and pushing myself hard, um, pushing myself to that level where I'm out of my comfort zone each time. Um, yeah, I think just everything Tasha said, really. <laughs> nice, love it. Steve, aside from winning Cheltenham, what other goals have you got? <laughs> Not getting injured. <laughs> yeah, top of the list, please. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I think um, I do want to achieve just to um, make sure I enjoy the process, um, improve, um, I don't know, just improve my, or can further improve my attitude towards, towards training and, and the process and working collaboratively with like everybody else and you know being open gym like you train so much on your own it's nice to have like a different aspect of training mm -hmm. and training with people um hopefully it can like help other people on the way like be a good influence to them and vice versa I hope, um, i'm sure that i'll get like a lot of, like tips as well and, and things like that that will help me along the journey as well um and and, and that's what it's all about i suppose what about you james I definitely wasn't ready for that to come back this way. Um, <laughs> I, I think knowing that we've got such a broad spectrum of people, being a bit of a, I guess, uh, and I'll make sure I enunciate this very particularly, being a bit of an anchor in, <laughs> in, in comp training and the SID training sessions and, and kind of doing what I can and, and again maybe it's not specific or measurable but doing what I can to make sure that other people are having a really good time um I know it can be daunting and even, like I said earlier even I still feel that but I think being in a really comfortable position in that environment I can probably do things to help others feel a little bit more comfortable so I think for now that's kind of where I'm putting my energy and uh, a PR squat clean at some point during the process would also be quite nice <laughs> you got a chance on Thursday for not not squat, but yeah, yeah, right. That was nuts coming at you. Right, I think we'll leave it there. We've uh, we've covered quite a lot of ground. I've really enjoyed the conversation as well. It's been really nice having a lot of different perspectives from you guys. I really appreciate you joining us. We appreciate your time. As always, if there is a perspective that you want to hear, or there's somebody that you want to hear from, or Maybe you're the person that wants to come on and share your story or share your views on, on class or on fitness in a former life, whether or not you are a friend of somebody that's got a great story, 
whatever it might be, if there's anything that you want to hear us discuss or hear anyone you want to hear us talk to you, give us a shout. You're already doing that in great, greater than expected volume, definitely. The suggestions that we're getting for people to talk to, the people that are reaching out and kind of sharing things with us, the episode suggestions we're getting are hugely appreciated. So keep them coming. We've got a nice long list of episodes that we want to get to. Um, I think the next one is actually going to be the Room 101 episode that I'm quite looking forward to. I've got quite a long list that I need to filter down. And I understand that Stu, who has been described as hating everything, um, also has a particularly long list to filter down. So that'll be quite fun. I'll put Instagram links in the show notes. So if you want to put a face to the name, or if you just want to have an Insta stalk of somebody, you'll have all their social media. Uh, You're already on the social media story for tonight, so. Oh, that's exciting. You're already out there. All of you. So, yeah, team, thank you very much. Um, It's been wonderful getting to know you. Tash, it's been wonderful getting to know you. And Steve, it's been wonderful sharing what I already know about you in a public (laughs) forum. Um, (laughs) Ellie, always lovely to spend the evening together as well. And we will see you guys all very soon. Thank you for joining, team. Thank you for your time and have a lovely day.